Coming up in today's show, getting your garden ready for the summer and how to do it while juggling a toddler or how to get your older children involved on the Mommy and Me Show. This is the Mommy and Me Show, brought to you by Community Connections. How'd you get stuck? What were you doing getting stuck in the toilet? Hi, and thank you for tuning into the Mommy and Me Show. I'm your host, Joe Goller. And the other hostess is Lillian Goller, who you might hear on the mic with gurgles and laughing or screaming, but I assure you, all is normal. Throughout the series of shows, I'll be talking with fellow mothers, fathers, doctors, and people without children. Generally, anybody who would like to talk to me. Uh, The people in this community and specialize in children. This show is one hour, and I hope you find it entertaining and informative. Community Connections has partnered with Stoke FM to help outreach to families and let them know just what's available to them. The views of this show are not those of Community Connections. This week's topic is all about gardening. In today's show, I have uh, a (laughs) non-mother, and uh, you might have already seen her in the community if you've ever had to renew your license. In studio today, I have Jade joining me. Hi, Jade. Hi, Joe. <laughs> Thanks for having me on, Lillian. Ah, uh, yay! Well, today we're talking about gardening, and I know that um, Talk in Town has said that you do enjoy a little bit of uh, gardening. You have a bit of a green thumb, I've heard, so that's why you're on this show. Um, later on in the show, we're also going to talk to Lisa Sear about um, gardening with the toddler, because she has a toddler, and I have no idea how she does it, because I've reaped the benefits of her garden, but I have no idea how she's doing it with children around her. But for now, we're going to talk to you, Jade, and we're going to find out um, some of the things that we should be getting ready for for the spring because I saw the sun. It came out yesterday. I was so excited. <laughs> it was I, out this morning. <laughs> I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went, but um, we started, we actually started cleaning up our garden, and I just, I'm so excited to get some uh, soil for the garden boxes and then actually start planting. But what are some of the things I should be thinking about? Yeah, so that's a great place to start, Joe, is uh, how to build your garden bed. Uh, so I'm a little old school. I like to just sort of build my compost myself and uh, and basically use compost, manure. I can get manure from farmers. Uh, mm. You know, chicken manure is good. It should sit for about five years. Um, but some people just throw it on their garden, and as long as it's mixed up enough, it should yeah. be okay. I heard, like, there's horse poop. You can go to the horse stables, and you can just grab that is that okay yeah totally the thing with horse is that there's a lot of um uh, undigested like grass seed a lot of the time uh, yeah. and so i mean it just adds to your um Planting plants? <laughs> no, your weeding situation uh, later on right got it. so if um you know I don't want to be pulling it, out a lot. It comes and goes. Weeding, yeah. weeding is, you know, part, a, of, the an, a part of the whole process. But, um, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a little extra f- grass in there because then your toddler can pull out the grass. Uh, it's an yeah. easy one to notice, right? So, yeah. like, okay, teach them. That's the one you pull out and, and yeah. it, it could be good to you. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I mean, you'll find on lots of different websites, gardening websites for your 
your ratios. Uh, you know, some people use horticultural vermiculite, which is really just um, kind of like a, a mineral mixture of aluminum, iron, mag, silicate. That's what I understand it to be anyways. If anybody knows more, feel free to <laughs> chime in. Um, <laughs> yeah. It just allows your soil to absorb uh, ammonium, potassium, calcium, magnesium, and um, and then so you might do like one-third of that, one-third peat moss, one-third compost. Um the, cool. the idea is with my with my compost that I just mix with the general soil that's in my yard, um, I would make sure that there's a good balance between nitrogen and uh, carbon. And so that's just making sure that my nitrogen, which is the green stuff, the leafy stuff, the vegetables, the fruit, all that stuff that I put into my compost, it's in there, but it's balanced with the carbon. Mm-hmm. So that could be even, you know, old newspaper uh, and be careful with, you know, you might want to be careful with the inks on certain newspapers. Um, but, you know, leaves, dried yeah. leaves is a good carbon source. Um, if you can get enough of it, I mean, you'll, in the fall, you'll drive down the street here and find tons of bags of leaves on the side of the street during pickup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you ask your neighbors, you can collect more and more, and that helps balance out your nitrogen uh, high, your nitrogen rich compost, rather. Cool. And then, so I've already started planting my little tomato seeds. Mm-hmm. Very excited. And they've already, like, spread it up a little bit. But I'm just so excited. Mm-hmm. I think, what else could I be um, already, like, pre-planting for my vegetable garden? Mm-hmm. I really only have tomatoes. So <laughs> it's April 13th. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're a little late if you want to start anything heavy like that. So, oh, okay. uh, so tomatoes are good. If you've already started them, awesome, because you're going to want to get them in the ground probably in about a month, wow. a month and a half, uh, once the frost goes. Uh, I'm new like to Revels. long weekend. Yeah, well, or a little I'm new to Revels, too. So, you, you know, your, your old local Italians are going to know best when, when, yeah. they're, when <laughs> the um, – frost goes here and journaling as a garden is a really good idea so that Hmm. you can watch when first frost excuse me last frost and first frost comes each season right because then you're gonna you're gonna see sort of the ebb and flow of when it comes and when it goes Uh, it'll help you moving forward so in five years you're going to be a lot more knowledgeable with a journal than you than you would be without one mm-hmm. um so yeah I'd say I, I came up from Nelson last year so about mid-May in Nelson you really have to watch some people would say oh it's when like the top uh, of Elephant Mountain the snow goes well <laughs> around here we've got snow pretty much year-round on our mountain so um you know it's a hard one to it, think. It's a hard, and so, it depends on what you're growing, too, yeah. right? Yeah, so if I'm, like, for my vegetable garden, because I'm super stoked, I have tomatoes. Is there anything else I should be seeding right now? Do you yeah, think? so uh, I'm kind of a, I want to keep things simple as a gardener, so I don't mm-hmm. pre-seed a lot of things. My brassicas, so those are things like your cabbages, your broccoli, your, um cauliflower if you want to grow big things like that Mm -hmm. that stuff I would have done in January I would have started my seeds in January um same with my tomatoes cucumbers cucumbers could start be started a little bit later depending on what kind of cucumbers you're growing um but yeah like nightshades like tomatoes I want big tomatoes I want Mm -hmm. lots of tomatoes so I start growing them really early it sounds like you know you've got them I have a friend who's got flowers on his already and he's he's pinching them because it's just too early right yeah they go to you know they're ready to go already yeah. so um that's it's actually good mm-hmm. um but you just have to it's a little bit more maintenance and then once they get in the ground you can let them explode um again what i was saying earlier i'm i want to be simple with my garden i yeah. want it to be easy so you know 
most of the things that I want to grow are going to be like leafy greens, herbs, things like that, uh, that I don't have to pre-seed at all. I throw them into the ground when it's last frost and I keep throwing them into the ground. Peas love the cold. They could Mm. go in ASAP. They could probably go in in the next week or two-ish as long as, you know, not too, too much frost. But again, they're not that picky about frost. Now, beans on the other hand, they're not going to like the frost. They like the warm weather. So don't put your beans in until, <laughs> you know, it's frost is well done. Yeah. Um, and then again, the thing is your peas will start dying off when it gets too hot. So then you can plant your peas again at the end of the season when it starts cooling off again. Gosh, cool. Jade, I am learning so much right now. But <laughs> we're going to go to a commercial right now. Uh, when we come back, we're going to still be talking to Jade because you are a fountain of knowledge. And I have a feeling my thumb's getting a little bit more green. So this is great. Uh, you're listening to the Mommy and Me show, and we'll be right back. Thanks to Stoke FM and to Community Connections. And we're back. You're listening to the Mommy and Me show brought to you by Community Connections this week is gardening. Jade's in our studio today. Jade, we were just talking about some of the things that we wanted to be um, planting because the sun is out now and how to get our garden ready. But we also wanted to talk about something to do with the three sisters. Oh, yeah. So, um, again, I'm not an expert, Joe, but I really love talking about permaculture and learning more about permaculture. And um, one cool little tidbit that I learned in permaculture is about the three sisters. And that's where you plant your corn, mm-hmm. uh, which you would have wanted to start it already. Um, so it's nice and big and tall. Uh, and then you, when it gets warmer, um, quite warm, the beans. You plant the beans at the base of the corn. So they have yeah. something to grow up. You don't have to uh, plant any infrastructure for the beans to actually grow up, you know, your trellis or something. Oh, cool. You, they just literally wrap themselves around the bean, uh, excuse me, the corn stalk. Huh. That's super uh, cool. And then you plant squash at the base of that. And like I was talking earlier, uh, I'm a minimalist. I want to just plant my squash right into the garden because it's easier that way. Squash, squash seeds are so forgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have some sort of pumpkin or uh, something a little viney, like that'll kind of crawl across the ground you plant your squash at the base of your corn and beans so that they shade the soil from the sun and it's a symbiotic relationship right between the three there's a lot of symbiotic relationships in permaculture I encourage anybody to take a course or uh, Hmm. uh, you know look it up a little bit more Uh, there's things that really like each other and then other things that really don't like each other Hmm. Uh, you know I was surprised to learn that garlic really likes to grow under apple trees for some reason delicious yeah so um, <laughs> uh, just kind of looking out there uh, as a disclaimer there is a fourth and fifth sister that really work well with those three sisters I just can't remember what they are like quinoa and something um, but uh, yeah symbiotic relationships are really kind of quite interesting mm-hmm. and uh, I believe there's some community events going on um, around permaculture and learning more about symbiotic relationships there is yeah. yeah so I was a little nervous because I haven't seeded a lot of things however in the market there yeah. are people that 
have seedlings. seedlings. Yeah, yeah, they'll sell seedlings in, in the um, early days of the Saturday market for sure, if they're mm-hmm. not already actually at hmm. the at the Thursday market. And um, yeah, they, they'll they'll sell you things that you, you need if you missed anything. I'm sure yeah. you'll, you'll be able to catch up. Well, I'm definitely going to have to look for some corn <laughs> and some other items that I wasn't thinking about. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, that's okay. Um, cool. Is there what else? What about watermelon? I hear watermelon's kind of hard. Do you know anything about watermelon? I do know a little bit about melons, ah. not watermelon in particular, but, but just about a cantaloupe. Okay. Uh, so I have a good friend uh, who has a farm up north. Uh, so as you can imagine, the climate is quite a bit different. Yeah. Near Prince George. Oh gosh. And uh, they run an organic farm up there, and uh, he did. He started. Um, he he brought a melon seed up from Kansas <laughs> and uh, he's been developing it and um, and hardening it to the winters the northern winters of British Columbia um, and he has done very well with his cantaloupe wow. so yeah just um, you know saving your own seed um, is a really good maybe we could talk about that again at the end of the season mm-hmm. um, saving your own seed you know once the the fruit the, your best your earliest and best tasting fruit comes out you know you want to take that seed uh, let it maybe almost rot around the fruit a little bit too really helps the seed um, oh. and then uh, dry it of course keep it in a, in a cool dark spot for the winter uh, and and then keep using it and it gets more and more used to our climate right it can keeps that it gets imprinted with the genetic code from our seasons right hmm. um so yeah uh definitely can grow melon you'll want you know same with your tomatoes tomatoes don't like being rained on very much you want to have some sort of covering for it um you know leaving it open in a hot summer's day no problem um but if you have some sort of little a-frame or um a greenhouse that you can use to protect things that are of that nature tomatoes watermelons melons in general you Hmm. know they like it warm some people will just plant them right into a black plastic bag so it keeps the roots Mm -hmm. really really warm right it's the plastic and the black really will just absorb the heat from the sun wow yeah, That's I mean, I can't promise you your melons will grow, but, <laughs> you know, you could definitely try it out. Yeah. Awesome. I have a lot to do this this summer. <laughs> Good luck. Last, yeah, summer, last summer, I was very much pregnant, and I did not want to bend over and do anything in the garden. And then Lily came out, and then I still didn't want to do anything in the garden. So this year, I'm excited to get in that garden. Um, I'm also excited to get Lily in the garden as well. In a moment, Lisa Sears should be joining us, and we will be talking a little bit more about our children and how to get them muddy. I like Lily to get muddy and get covered in soil, so we'll we'll see what happens. I'm sure the kids like that, too. (laughs) I know. Who doesn't? Anyways, we will be right back. Uh, You're listening to The Mommy and Me Show, brought to you by Community Connections. Welcome back. You're listening to the Mommy and Me Show brought to you by Community Connections. This week is all about gardening. Uh, The first couple of segments we were talking with Jade, who has a bit of a green thumb. Don't you, Jade? 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then now in studio, we also have Lisa Sear. She is a fellow mother in town. She's also a bit of a yogi in town. Is that what I can call you? Okay, great. She's also a yogi. She also has the largest garden I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, and last year, I've definitely reaped the benefits of your garden, and it was delicious. Um, however, this <laughs> however this summer, you now have a one-year-old chasing you around. Mm-hmm. So how, any thoughts on how you're going to be able to garden with a one-year-old? When she's napping? <laughs> yep. no. um, yeah, I think... Our place is a little particular because there's nothing childproof about it, but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I was my mom got her this little gardening kit. It's like a frozen gardening kit, so I was gonna Aww. start by putting some starters in a couple of her little her little pots, and then explaining to her that you know whatever this is gonna be a a flower or a or a carrot or something. Yep, and um, just getting her out there, getting her hands dirty, playing with the dirt and, you know, seeing the tools. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's 16 months old, so she's at that age where she's already starting to mimic what I do. So oh. she has no idea what she's doing, but she'll take brushes and pretend like she's putting makeup on or cream on, right? So, yeah. you know, just showing her what you do in a garden already is going to feed that, yeah, that sort of... Um, those habits already into her and mm-hmm. then the interest I think when you can get your hands dirty and smush the dirt and you know even give her some some extra seeds and say hey you know you can you can mm-hmm. plant these and I think you know every day or every week go out and check on whatever it is that they planted and then they're they're much more invested in in yeah, and what they're growing. Yeah, and what they're growing. Yeah I think it's super important I think I well I was just doing a little bit of uh, google research because that's how I do things. Because um, I'm a mom and I have no other time to go anywhere else. But um, some of them, it, it was saying that just let your child run havoc in the garden. <laughs> and don't be too particular when they're running over things. Like mm-hmm. You have to make sure that they're not running over the small seedlings. However, you do want them to be interested and get them excited about what they can eat and what they shouldn't eat. Jade, you were saying earlier that there's some flowers out there that they could eat. Yeah, well, I was just on that note, like, engagement has a lot to do with, you know, making those mistakes and learning from them. So, I mean, we all need to do that no matter what age we're at. Um, But, yeah, nasturtiums are really awesome because they're really beautiful. Um, Your children might not like to eat them very much because they're very spicy. The flowers, not so much as the petals. The petals are really spicy, but but they're kind of cool. Like, you can eat them in front of your child, and they can see that... You know, th- things can be eaten right out of the garden. Um, lily petals, actually. Lily might like that one. Uh, are, are edible. Um, add a nice flair to your... Um to your garden, Salad. your salads, <laughs> and, and there's lots of other edible flowers out there. Uh, again, mm. Google is a good yeah. Pea shoots, I know. There's a cute little... Uh, flower on that and and Joe you know what peas are great for kids I feel because they're an early starter like we talked about earlier right mm-hmm. um, you can get them in the ground when it's still cold out mm-hmm. uh, and then they're up early you can eat the shoots themselves so they can just pull them right out of the ground when they're babies when you're culling mm-hmm. uh, and eat them like that or um, you know and then as they grow they're delicious your kids probably actually like to eat them as opposed to maybe Ooh. some of the other vegetables that come out of the garden 
<laughs> well, Evie doesn't eat vegetables, but maybe after the summer she will. Yeah, maybe if she's actually excited about where they come from, she might be excited yeah. to eat them. And I think that's that's also what we're going to do is say, hey, okay, let's make supper. Oh, let's go get some carrots and some potatoes and some you know, lettuce or whatever it is. And so there's that direct association Mm-hmm. with where food comes from right it's not from a plastic package you know from the grocery store so yeah I think that's super important um like I said I used to teach outdoor education and I'd bring out the oranges and the apples and and I would say okay who wants to cut these up and they're like how do you cut this up <laughs> what <laughs> or how do you cut up an onion and how do you do that sort of stuff it's it's actually bringing them back to where the food came from and I think that's super important it doesn't just come from the market or come from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I was noticing, too, is like um, choose an appropriate plants for your children to take care of. You don't want them taking care of the large pumpkin, even though that would be super fun. But <laughs> it'd be also like squishy or like the tomatoes, pulling the tomatoes off the plants. That'd be kind of hard as well. But I guess these are all some of the things that we all have to think about as moms. So great. Have you figured out how not to get Evie to eat dirt? No, I'm just going to let her eat it and figure out that it doesn't taste all that good. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. We might come back to that. (laughs) Um, The other one they were seeing is clean as you go just to avoid like them hurting themselves. So if you put down tools on the ground, just make sure you pick them up and that sort of stuff. Um, Have you already started doing your seedlings? I have, yeah. Uh, so far, I've only done the um, my onions and tomatoes because those are the the first ones. Um, mm-hmm. And I've done. I've also planted some ec- um, echinacea. Cool. And another plant that I another flower that I forget uh, forget the name. Calendula. No, that's next week. Okay. <laughs> that's the six to eight week. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. It starts with a G, but um, yeah, because last year I was really focused on really I'm newer to gardening so really figuring out how it works what this is my second season I guess Mm -hmm. um what I want to plant and just experimenting with different vegetables but this year I was like well I kind of want it to be pretty yeah and you know it's good for bees and and and, um Mm -hmm. birds you know um hummingbirds we get a lot of hummingbirds on our property so I just kind of want to have the place feel a little magical cool and what about uh, your orchard don't you have plums and we have more fruit than we know what to do with. Yeah, we ah. still have, like, <laughs> I don't know, hundreds of kilos of, of cherries and raspberries in our freezer. Yeah. I'll, what? I can help you out with that. I can totally yeah. help you out with that. Yeah, I might start selling them on the stoke list because we need to make space for the new fruit. Yeah. yeah we have raspberries, blackberries, blueberries, what? two cherry trees, golden plum tree, Italian I need to buy plum, some. Yeah. I need I to come over to your freezer. Yeah, probably. Wow. Well, Evelyn doesn't like raspberry, frozen raspberries especially. They get really tart. Yeah. So unless I'm doing a smoothie and I want to put some maple syrup or something to, to tame the taste of the raspberries, she won't go near them. So, hmm. yeah. Oh, Evelyn. I know. She's a bit of a picky eater. <laughs> that's the only fruit I've ever seen her not eat, though. Oh, that's good. Everything else, she's all over. Awesome. Lily Lily looks like she's killed something after she's eaten a bowl of fruit, like berries, I'm going to say, and it just drips off of her. Anyways, um, <laughs> we're going to be right back. You're listening to The Mommy and Me Show, brought to you by Community Connections. And welcome back. You're listening to The Mommy and Me Show, brought to you by Community Connections. 
The topic has been gardening. Thank you, ladies, for joining me in studio today to talk about this. Um, we have learned lots, thanks, Jade, about um, when to plant, when not to plant. And uh, Lisa, you're second year round, but this year with a toddler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a different season, maybe? Different ball game. Yeah, whole <laughs> yeah, different ball game. It might be kind of cool to come back in the summer and uh, see how you went with planting. <laughs> and maybe hopefully those have actually stayed in the ground. Right. And maybe not just like pulled out. But... Raised beds. Ooh, the secret. the secret is raised <laughs> bed. I have a raised bed. We'll see how that goes. Um, Jade, you were saying that um, for some satisfaction, which I enjoy, um, when it comes to seeing things grow quickly, you said that there's some really easy stuff to grow, and that's kind of like herbs you were saying, right? Yeah, it's nice to ha- be able to, you know, make something, even if it's just, a, you know, pasta with olive oil. You know, add some dill from your garden or um, some oregano or thyme. They're really easy growers, um, chives, things like that, cilantro. Um, basil is a little bit more finicky. We all love to have basil in our garden, um, but you'll want to start it a little bit early and try to keep it warm. Kind of it, basil and tomatoes love to grow with each I other. Kind of find like the basil that I grow, it dies because I pick off all the leaves because I'm so excited that it has leaves and I eat it. So and the, then it dies. So the trick with um, uh, using while growing is that there is usually a piece on your plant that is the center. It's usually at the top and on the center. It's the piece that needs the light and the water. And so you'll take a look at your plants um, and that you don't want to do. So oh. usually with <laughs> a basil plant, like you can take the top of it off of it at first so that it bushes out at the bottom, but don't take the bottom leaves off. If you take the bottom leaves off, don't take the top off. Oh, well, vice versa. <laughs> uh, yeah, you want it to still be allowed to access the water and the water is usually through the roots but um the, the sun and then it photosynthesizes right so either the le- the green leaves are what photosynthesizes or like that little heart of the plant is what i call it i don't i don't know so don't take the heart of the plant out <laughs> <laughs> got it yeah all right and then is there anything else um yeah, no, that that's, uh, you know, it's just nice to be able to then add it to your food and your kids will be like, oh, this nice flavor has come, you know, because their flavor aspects. Mm-hmm. Rosemary's great, but a very finicky plant doesn't like to be overwatered and uh, you can uh, overwinter it by bringing it in the house. Ah, interesting. And Lisa, I was just thinking maybe we could do some crafts or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So like maybe pressing flowers do people do that sure great yeah let's do it let's do it this summer with our kids do it (laughs) we can like get that um tape like that see-through tapey stuff and then put flowers and then put another one on then like cut it into bookmarks or something yeah I've never had that tape, but that's a good idea. we've always just used wax paper I don't know we've always just used wax paper wax paper wow I'm gonna learn so much from you ladies this summer clear tape seems like a smarter idea well like a clear plastic yeah like a mac jack you don't know what that is okay (laughs) well maybe i'm older um so the other things i kind of want to talk about this um before we go because it's almost been a full hour it's crazy um the yard and garden waste uh is happening april 15th to the may 28th leaves weeds grass clipping tree limbs up to eight uh, inches in diameter uh, can be given to the what do you call it? Not the tip. What do you call that? 
What's it called? The CSRD, I think. Uh, it's called free. Yeah, the C- <laughs> the refuse the refuse disposal facility uh, in town. You can give that to them for free. Uh, the other things I kind of want to talk about is the gardening for pollinators that's happening with the master gardener uh, Elaine Sedman. Um, she's doing a presentation on that, hosted by the local food initiative at the community center at two o'clock um, on Saturday, April twenty second. Same day is the Children's Clothing and Toy Exchange, which is always so fun. So if you wanted to drop off some donations either the night before or a couple of days before, if you're not going to be there, awesome. Uh, And then you can go on that day and grab whatever you need and drop off whatever you don't need. And it's pretty great. Lisa, have you been to that? Most definitely. Yep. Have you grabbed anything super cool? Tons and tons of clothes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Lily still has a little toy that she just absolutely adores, and it's totally free. I probably got there too late for the good toys and stuff. Oh, yeah. You got to get them right early. Right early. And that starts at 9 o'clock, and it goes till about 1130 at the Begbie View Elementary School. Um, Oh, and one more thing actually happening that weekend is the Birch and Lace Trash and Show. So fun. So um, that's also happening. Ladies, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me in the studio today. Good luck, Lisa. Thank you. With your little toddler. <laughs> April 22nd is also Earth Day. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's even better. Um, yeah, so good luck with the toddler. Thank you. Hopefully you actually end up with a, you know, a harvest. I'm just paring way down. You know, not going to do <laughs> yeah. nearly as much. And yeah, hope for the best. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> Jade, thank you so much. Thanks. knowledgeable and um you will have to come to my garden and help me out thanks joe thanks for having both of us it's great <laughs> all right you're listening to the mommy and me show this has been one hour of greatness uh thank you and we'll talk to you soon <laughs>